Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Hi, everybody. I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. This is episode 60, How to Be a Guest at Thanksgiving, the encore episode. Now, look, if I'm being honest, like really honest, I found myself resisting the holidays a bit this year. Kind of like, hang tight. I'm not ready yet, calendar. And I think it's because as a small business owner, which I haven't always been, I'm realizing, I'm just, it's starting to click for me that the end of the year will always be the craziest for work. And on top of it being the craziest time for work, it's the craziest time for my family as well. So that realization has me wanting to kick the holidays down the road a bit, but There is not time for that because Thanksgiving is in one week and it is time to start thinking about how we're all going to pull off Turkey Day. So I started my official prep at the beginning of this week. And the only reason I'm able to do this is because I'm following my Thanksgiving timeline, which makes everything feel infinitely more manageable. And so really to give myself a small pat on the back, I want you guys to know these are the things I've already done thanks to that timeline. I determined what my menu would be and I wrote it down. I printed all of the recipes and put them in my recipe binder. Some of them were already printed, but I just pulled them all together. I reviewed my serving dishes to make sure I had a dish for everything that was on my menu. I determined what I can keep warm in my slow cooker to free up some oven space. I bought my turkey and I scheduled a reminder in my phone when I need to begin thawing it. I determined the items I'm gonna make ahead And then these two were huge. I first shopped my fridge and pantry so that I didn't double buy anything. Meaning if I already had two bags of cranberries in the fridge, I don't need to buy more cranberries. Or if I already had a bag of stuffing mix, which guess what I did, which is so random, but it's because I shot some Thanksgiving recipes a few weeks ago. I don't need to buy that again. So I went through everything. And then after I'd kind of gone through everything and determined what I did not need to rebuy, I did a quick wipe down of the fridge and freezer. I just did a fresh clean out because if there's any time that you need extra fridge freezer space, it's now. It's now. So this is the time to do it. I know you're probably impressed, right? No, just kidding. You should not be that impressed because guess what? It actually wasn't hard to do all of those things. Um, But that's only because I was following this timeline that told me exactly what to do. And I swear that the hardest part of running a household whether that's you being a mom or you running a smaller household is sometimes just the decisions, like the thinking, the doing is not hard. I don't mind the cooking. It's just the deciding what to make. And so anytime I can find a resource or a tool that already does the thinking for me and I just have to execute, 
I am here for that, especially during this chapter of life. So that's exactly what this Thanksgiving timeline has been doing for me. It's been doing all the thinking and I am feeling like I am kind of set up to enjoy the holiday more as a result because I've got some stuff done. It's only a week away and life already feels a lot more manageable because I've gotten a good jump on things. But before we get to Thanksgiving, we still have to feed our families like five times, six times. That's crazy. So let's talk about some really easy recipe ideas you can throw on your meal plan for the week. The first thing I'm making is what I'm calling a grown-up grilled cheese. So we're, real, we're on a grilled cheese kick here. In fact, we had tomato soup last week where we did just traditional grilled cheese with it. But ever since I started cooking grilled cheese on a sheet pan, this method where I take the slices of bread, I butter the outsides, I doll it up however I'm going to do it on the inside, whether that's just shredded cheddar or mustard and apples and bacon, I put them all in the oven at the same time. I'm like so into grilled cheese because I can make like six sandwiches at once and they are perfectly crisp on each side. I'm just, I mean, I'm on a kick. So we're going to do grown-up grilled cheese with fig and pear. Now, I'll just do regular grilled cheese for my kids. But this is such an easy recipe, but it's also kind of festive. So my sister's going to be in town because they're coming for the holiday. And I figure I can do this and it'll feel a bit more special. So I just picked up some fig spread. It's like a fig jam. I'm going to do pear. I'm going to do a little prosciutto, a little arugula on there and call it good. So good. Cannot wait. I have extra tomato basil soup from last week because I doubled it and froze some. So we'll have that. It'll be so easy a couple of days before Thanksgiving. The second recipe, because my sister's coming into town, and this is one of her kids' favorites, we're going to do the creamy chicken tortellini soup at the request of my five-year-old niece, Molly, and I can't wait. And then after Thanksgiving, we're going to do the honey-baked ham and Swiss sliders, but instead of doing ham, I am going to do leftover turkey. And those are the three simple recipes that are on my meal plan for the week. You can find and print all of them in Recipe Club individually or in our weekly meal plan with an easy-to-follow shopping list broken down by recipes. Remember, with Recipe Club, in addition to our library of 200 recipes that you get instant access to, you get five new recipes every month. It's like a living, breathing cookbook that's always being updated, plus my entire Thanksgiving menu and timeline. So that is what is most valuable right now is we're staring down the barrel of Thanksgiving. So the recipes you're going to get in there for Thanksgiving are my herb butter roasted turkey, my Parker House rolls, my family's famous cranberry salad, which is the best thing we make every year, roasted root vegetables with a cider vinaigrette, skillet sweet potatoes, green bean casserole, baked apple pear stuffing, smashed potatoes and turkey gravy, homemade cranberry sauce, almond apple pie. And in that timeline, you're going to get day-by-day instructions so that you can be prepared. There's a whole section on tips that save me every year. And one of my favorite parts of the guide is a whole section dedicated to really simple Thanksgiving traditions. You can either implement for the first time or carry out each year. And it's something I've really enjoyed doing. I've been using this timeline for the past three years and it really has helped me so much because there's so many things to think about this time of year. The fact that the thought has already been done and I can just follow the directions is exactly what I need in my life. All right, reminder, you can use the code BINDER to get your first month free. So even if you just want the Thanksgiving content and you don't want to stay in Recipe Club beyond that, no problem. Get in there, take a look at the recipes, print off anything that looks great to you, and you can go ahead and move on. But my guess is you're going to want to stay. All right, let's jump into the back half of the podcast and discuss how to be a guest at Thanksgiving, the Encore episode. 
last episode, we talked all about asking yourself four questions before you begin making your Thanksgiving plans. I want to run through those just one more time. So as you are looking at Thanksgiving, you're going to start by asking yourself these questions. Are you hosting? Will you be hosting? Are you a guest? Finalize your role and firm up your plans now. Now we're about a week out from Thanksgiving. So my guess is you probably know where you're going. If you don't, today is the day. Figure it out. What matters most? Now, this is really important to ask even if you are a guest, because is there a specific recipe or tradition that is so important to you that it just doesn't feel like the holiday without it? If you answer yes to that, maybe it's snapping the wishbone, or maybe it's a certain recipe that your mother used to make, or maybe it's watching the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving special, whatever, whatever it may be, make sure you know what that is. What matters most to you? What's your plan? Everyone needs a plan. No one successfully wings it. Even if you're a guest, no one should be winging it as a guest on Thanksgiving. And finally, who will help? Take any help offered. If you're hosting and others want to help, let them help. Or, drumroll please, offer to help, which is the perfect segue into us chatting about how to be a guest at Thanksgiving. And not only a guest, but a great guest. Being a guest at Thanksgiving goes beyond showing up with your assigned dish. You always want to offer to contribute in some way. And we're going to talk about a few principles for, you know, really taking on this title of being the world's greatest guest at Thanksgiving. So let's start with that. Just this notion that you should offer to contribute in some way. That should be step one. If you know you're not cooking the actual meal or you're not hosting people in your home, you absolutely should reach out to the host and say, I'd love to help in some way. Is there something specific I can help with? Or what if I did this? And maybe you're someone who hates Thanksgiving food or you don't like to cook, which would be ironic that you're listening to this podcast, but you never know. There are other ways to contribute that don't involve making a recipe. It could be bringing a bag of ice. It could be bringing napkins. It could be being in charge of a little activity after the meal where you put on that Charlie Brown film or something, you know, something like that. There are, there are different ways to contribute to the meal if, it, if you don't want it to be food. But chances are, if you're offering to help with Thanksgiving, you're gonna end up bringing a dish. And this brings me to my next point, which is maybe the most important, and I feel like not enough people say this, so I am going to say it. Bring food ready to eat. Show up with your assigned dishes ready to go. That means that you are not relying on an oven or a burner to get your dish to the table. Now, your host is going to say, oh, it's fine. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. But you showing up with your stuffing or mashed potatoes and being like, hey, can I just pop these in the oven? If, if the gravy has separated and the turkey has burnt, you, she is stressed. And she cannot be worried about your mashed potatoes right now. So my suggestion for being a great guest is to just show up with that dish already warm. How are we going to do that? Well, a cooler can also keep warm things warm. So if you had your nine by 13 of stuffing, I would take some foil, wrap it in some foil. Foil is your friend when it comes to keeping things warm. Uh, 
and I, I put it in a cooler. That's one way to do it. Another great option for keeping food warm is utilizing a slow cooker on the warm setting. So you could take those mashed potatoes, you could take that stuffing, or you could take those green beans, transfer them to a slow cooker, and just keep it on the warm setting. That's a great, great way to do it. Beyond keeping food warm, I also want you to think about what your dish is going to be served with. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that most people out there do not have enough serving spoons, tongs, spatulas, pie servers, whatever, to outfit a Thanksgiving meal on a regular basis. So if you show up with a serving spoon for your mashed potatoes, that is one less thing the host has to worry about. So if you can, bring the tongs, bring the spatula, whatever it is, bring everything you need to successfully serve your dish so that you don't have to ask the host for anything. Next, find a way to help. And this seems a little obvious, but I want to get into this a bit. Don't ask if you can avoid it, just do. Now, you should probably ask to a certain extent, right? Like we don't, we don't want to cross a boundary or anything like that. But I find that a proactive guest is the best kind of guest. So find a way to be helpful that does not require you coming in 10 minutes before you're supposed to eat saying, what can I do to help? I know that's what we all think we're supposed to do. But as someone who's spent a fair amount of time hosting, lots of times that question stresses me out because I want to be someone who accepts help and I want to involve you in the meal. But if you're asking me to find you a job at the last minute, all of a sudden I'm stressed about finding you a job. So this might be a great thing to ask before you get to the meal. Like for example, you could say, Hey, we are so excited to come to Thanksgiving. I'm going to bring the ice and I'm, you know, bring in Uh, a pie as well. But what if on Thanksgiving, I'm just totally in charge of drinks. So you don't even have to worry about it. I will fill the cups with ice. I will get all the drinks on the table. I will make sure the kids have their drinks. I'm going to be like drink master for Thanksgiving. Amazing, right? How nice would that be? Or let's say, let's say this, let's say you have got, uh, you know, three kids under five. You're like in toddler city. And you know that when you show up to Thanksgiving, it's going to be hard for you to help because your kids are crazy. I know this from personal experience. And so you reach out to your friend or your sister-in-law or whoever is hosting and you say, it's going to be crazy when we get there tomorrow and I'm probably going to be running late because I always run late. So what if I came over tonight and I helped you set the table? Because I'm convinced that's one of the greatest Thanksgiving tips ever is to set the table the night before. It's the best the best. Help is always appreciated. It's always appreciated. And I think you'd be hard pressed to find a host out there that's like, I just don't wish, I wish no one would ever help me. People want help. They need help. And most times we want to give the help, but we get lost in the asking of help and the receiving of help. And it creates a stressful situation. So try and figure out how you're going to help before you even get to Thanksgiving dinner. That is what a great guest would do. All right, expressing gratitude, which makes total sense because it's Thanksgiving. But some people might like to show their gratitude by bringing a hostess gift, and that's great. 
But if you are going to bring a hostess gift, what I recommend is making it easy to receive. What does that mean? That means if you're going to bring flowers, either bring a vase or bring them in a vase so that when you show up, the host is not scrambling to find a vase while she's also trying to keep the lumps out of the gravy and roll the pie crust out. If you're bringing a some sort of corked drink, whether it's wine or cider or whatever, bring a corkscrew because she's going to want to open that drink and share it with everybody. And maybe, maybe she can't find the corkscrew. So bring a corkscrew. But I also want to remind you that if it just does not make sense for you to bring a hostess gift, maybe you're, you know, keeping things tight as you get closer to the holidays. Maybe it's just not you. Like it's not something that you're you're used to doing, a heartfelt note goes a long way. And whether you write that note before you arrive at Thanksgiving or after you've had your Thanksgiving meal, I think that's fantastic. So at the very least, thank your host or hostess for having you for a wonderful tradition. Um, And if that can't even happen, by all means, send a text. Just do something to express that gratitude. Now, for my people who do like bringing a hostess gift, here are a couple of ideas beyond like the classics, which would be like a bottle of wine or flowers. A candle, a favorite holiday candle is always great. I'm a big fan of Leaves, the candle at Bath & Body Works, have been for years. Vanilla bean paste for all of their holiday baking. That is such a good hostess gift. An ornament that they could put on tree, maybe uh, favorite holiday scented dish soap, hand lotion. Um, oh, you know what would be good? I love this idea. A fresh set of oven mitts. How great would that be? Because who has oven mitts that don't look disgusting? No one replaces their oven mitts enough. And if someone showed up and said, thank you for hosting us for Thanksgiving. I know you've been cooking all day and I thought, it might be time to switch out your oven mitts. These are my favorites. That would be great. Or maybe you're going to bring um, like a kitchen tea towel. My favorite are the Geometry House towels. I live and die by them. They're the only towels in my kitchen now. How fun to bring uh, Geometry House towels. Oh my gosh, that'd be so great. I'm, I'm totally going to do that. So keep that in mind. You should express gratitude in some way. It can be as simple as a heartfelt text. Or like, what if you did this? Maybe you took some pictures and, or you grabbed some pictures of their kids or the food or the table or something. If you followed up and said, thank you so much for having us. It was such a beautiful night. I grabbed some pictures because I know that when you're hosting, it's, it's hard to capture the memory. Here's a few pictures I grabbed. How thoughtful, how thoughtful is that? All right. So let's, let's sum this up here. How to be a great guest at Thanksgiving. First, you are going to offer to contribute in some way. In some way. If that way happens to be food, you are going to commit to bring food ready to eat. It's going to be warm and it's going to have a serving utensil. You're going to find a way to help and you might find that way to help before you even get to the actual event. You might ask your host, what if I just took care of this whole thing? Or, you know what, I'm going to be the garbage girl on Thanksgiving. I'm going to take care of all the garbages. Whatever it is, find a way to help and be proactive in your approach. 
and finally express gratitude. It can be fancy. It can be simple. It just needs to be heartfelt. And it's important to say thank you for someone hosting you for such a big, big event. All right, there you go. How to be a great guest at Thanksgiving. I'm so excited. I am hosting this year, but I've had many years where I was a guest. Um, and I can't wait. Counting down the days. All right, you guys. Thanks for being here. And until next time, I'm Kelsey. See you next week. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at sandiego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds.